KTCK-DXU Energy Mothership, KTCK-AM Dallas-Fort Worth, KTCK-FM Flower Mound, a cumulus media station. The following program is furnished by Inside Sports Medicine Associates, LLC, and is responsible for its content. It's time for Inside Sports Medicine on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket, with your host, Dr. Tio Soriao, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Get your sports medicine questions ready and call 888-787-1310. Dr. Tio Soriel, and uh, that was very insightful. Good Saturday morning. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Inside Sports Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. T.O. Soriel. Live episode 846. Last week was a best of. This week is hopefully going to be a best of. This is your sports medicine current events show where the topics are ripped right off of the sports desk. Over the next couple of hours, you're going to be informed, entertained, and hopefully learn something new. You're going to have a chance to call in at the bottom of the hour. We'll give out the phone number several times. And uh, if you don't want to do that, just listen. We have a lot to get to today. As usual, joining me in the studio, Dr. Brad Ballard. And this weekend, we're lucky enough to have Dr. Scott Blumenthal. Nice. (laughs) What? What? Wow. Uh, Welcome, guys. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. Why are you wearing, way, why are you wearing way, scrubs? Well, I'm teaching a uh, a lab today. Right think after the, this? I think the question is right why are you wearing iron this. scrubs? Yeah. No, no. Not not a clinical day. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but I'm out next week. Where are you going now? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. It just it, You travel more than anybody I know. Away. Which is good. Which is good. Congratulations. I'm glad you can give these lectures and teach people and that sort of thing. But And I get a whole lot of advantage miles. Yeah, well, that that's a good thing, too. Um, we have a lot to get to today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have to talk about NBA playoffs since that is what we did for a career for a long, long, long time. I just thought of a new segment. What's that? Travel tips. I could for, give travel from tips. From medical? Oh, just travel tips. Why would anybody care what you think? Because <laughs> I travel? You just... Wait, 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 wait. You mean Did, about why would anybody care what he thinks about travel? travel yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, because you you brought it up that I'm always traveling. You you are always traveling. But, got, but I've this got is, lots of travel tips. It's not a travel show. Okay. It's, it's a medical show. We'll put it right next to hip hop word of the day. Yeah. Travel, Ooh. travel tips of the day. Yeah, that was fun, by the way. Yeah. Uh, okay, so obviously, a little sidebar, a little sidebar. I met a fan of the show last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and he listens on a regular basis. And he likes the show, obviously. He's been listening for 10 years. And he said he didn't know we took care of the Mavs. Mm. You know, it's it's funny because we don't talk about it very often. Yeah. You know, we don't talk about 22 years of being head doc and and I don't know how many hundreds maybe thousands of games that we covered and you know being in the locker room and doing physicals it it just never comes up yeah it's different that taking care of those athletes is different so it's different than normal just day-to-day clinic stuff so i always thought i always thought that 
the reason this show is popular is because we brought credibility. There's no way. Yeah, he didn't I'm know. Ca- I, <clears throat> penalty. Pe- penalty Flag? on who? Penalty. Flag on who? On him. He did not know. Okay, so you, he said he'd been listening for 10 years. And did not put two the and two together. intro to the show up until 2016 and head team physician for the Dallas Mavericks. There is no way maybe they just could not have maybe, known maybe, anybody that watched this show, listened to the show before 2016. Maybe just glossed penalty. over it. Penalty. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. So so yesterday, um, I was at a conference up in, uh, in the East Coast. <clears throat> and because the Mavs are in the playoffs and I just kind of felt like showing off, I took my championship ring. Nice. Um, I will tell you that I did not put it on, but it was in my pocket, and I did take it out and show it to some of the guys. I kind of take it for granted how cool an experience it was when we went through the championship. Remember all of us going to the games in the locker room? and it's, Yes. It, it, it was electric. It was it was absolutely electric. And, and I'm bringing this up because of what happened last night, obviously. Yeah. Um, we've been there. We've been on the bus. We've been in the <laughs> been locker on the room. Bus. No doubt. And and look, um Golden State's a quality team. Oh dude, yeah. And and they clearly belong. Yep. And the Mavs feel like they're playing with house money. Exactly. And one of the guys yesterday said he used a different spin on playing with house money. He said we're playing with the church's money. I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that. that. that no, I've never heard that one either. <laughs> I've never heard that, but I thought that was funny. We're playing with the church's money. Oh, man. okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, but but from our perspective, and so now it's a sports medicine show again, and twenty two years of being on the air. From our perspective, it's interesting for us to share with the listeners what's it like behind the training room doors look this is the western conference final yeah it i don't care if you've got an ache a pain whatever we throw the kitchen sink at you and it, remember you guys we talk about the risk reward equation mm-hmm. okay the risk reward equation is different if it's a preseason game versus the western conference mm-hmm. finals yeah you you're, you're willing to take more risk because the reward is and, it's potentially so great. And it's not so much we're willing, the players are willing. Because yeah. my, my job is to say, look, hey, you got a midfoot sprain. What is it? Marcus Smart. Smart. Smart you yeah. got a midfoot sprain. Uh, you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. Um, th- these are the options. These are the risks. You make the call. He's going to play. Right. Which, by the way, a midfoot sprain, sprain is no joke. Well, for a jumper. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So speaking of Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, how about our friend Harlan? Another I know s- series away from another NBA Finals. So he's had quite the team doc career. So Scott and and I have a mutual friend. Actually, Scott knew him before I did. They both went to school together. And Harlan Selznick is he's been on this show. Oh, really? He's been on this show. He's the head I remember te- during the finals. Yep. Yeah. He, he's a head team physician. When we were on the, with the finals, we both. When, when, yes, it was the it was the second, first or second. I forgot. First, it was, it was 2006. I he think. he's the only team doctor the Miami Heat have ever had. He was their franchise first doctor, and he, I think he's the senior 
with Lombardo not doing Lombardo's the Lombardo's gone, yeah. So he's the senior Longer tenured, yeah. team doc in the NBA. I think it really? would be yeah. either him or San Antonio's doc, uh, Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, it's it's one of those two that's been there forever. Schmidt still covering him? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that just uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, shout out to, to Harlan. Look, the role of the team physician at this stage is where you earn all your money. Mm-hmm. And as I've told many people before, there is no substitute for experience on the medical staff side when it comes to the to the championships and the finals and the risk reward equation tilting. The easiest answer in sports medicine is you better not play. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that team ownership right now in professional sports is looking at the medical staff as a commodity similar to the way society has? Uh, yeah, some do, a lot do. Yeah. Uh, which I'm interesting. You you brought that up, but um, you know there are certain team ownership groups that understand the value of medical. That's right. And we just talked about two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Riley and and the Heat and uh, Popovich and the Spurs. Yeah. And that's why they have long, stable medical staffs. Right. And there are other teams that need the money. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard, I guess this is public, it's hard for me to say the Lakers need money. I know, that's, but that's they, the team that popped into my head, the Lakers? They sold their medical staff for $70 million. Yeah. And so they What do you got, mean they sold their medical staff? Yeah, they sold rights to the, being the team doc to UCLA Medical for $70 million. It was a sponsorship deal. 10-year, $7 million a year deal, mm-hmm. and with it came doctors. Well- Doctors that have never taken care of a pro team before. Mm. And so those first few years were really quite rocky. Yeah. And this is the time when it matters. This is the time when the experience of your medical staff matters. It sounds like a sponsorship deal that they also got some medical with it as opposed to. They were not going to get one without the other. That was. Right. But but what I'm saying, it seems it didn't seem like it was a medical play so much as it was a sponsorship play that got medical with it. Which, which is. is, I mean, is that what happened? Well, you said. Yes. Are people. Correct. Are some teams commoditizing? That's what I said. Yeah. 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 And and the answer is yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're in a small market team, I remember. I guess we have to go on break. I'll tell. I'll, I'll share this uh, story about uh, the Orlando Magic when we come back from this break. This is Inside Sports Medicine. Tio Soriel and the gang coming right back. <laughs> Inside Sports Medicine with Doctor Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only, and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Is there any way for us to turn that up? I was going to say, can you turn that down? Welcome back. So this is our 22nd season on the air. And I'm going to say for 17 of those 22 seasons, ACDC was the chosen music. That's what we played every every Saturday morning. It's just, I, I, number one, I'm a fan. Number two, 
it's early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of need that rock and roll to wake you up. <laughs> no, ACDC is uh, good. I thought when you were when you were talking about you know in the locker room and the behind the scenes and the playoffs. A great song to come back with would be in the room where it's happening. I know. I love that song, but most people wouldn't get that because they didn't see Hamilton. Right. Welcome right. back to Inside Sports Medicine. Penalty. Uh, penalty. What do you mean penalty? A lot of people didn't uh, see Hamilton. Our listenership is very, very sophisticated, and I would say that most of them have. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to call to action a double penalty so you're calling a penalty on my penalty i'm calling a penalty on your penalty <laughs> so it could be a double technical <laughs> i don't think a lot of people have seen him have you seen hamilton i have seen hamilton guys on the back have you seen hamilton i had I, to watch it for school you had to watch <laughs> it for school <laughs> perfect yeah. perfect so that's a yes okay so so far we're was that jonathan or jay that said that jay all right, Jonathan, have you seen Hamilton? I have seen Hamilton. Oh, wow. Well, maybe. But it, I reluctantly watched Hamilton. So Same. You can pick up your penalty flag on my penalty flag. Right I will. Now. I will say, no flag on the play. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I watched Hamilton to get, to, to kind of get the conversation somewhat. But, so but me too. You had to have liked it, didn't you? I mean, once you, maybe you reluctantly watched it, but then. I didn't enjoy it. You did not. No way. Flag on you. No. I, so I watched Jay. it. Jay. Chime in, please. I, I I don't know. I'm just not big on musicals. Thank I you. Guess. Dude. I just I just so can't I'm, do the musical thing, man. Oh, I love historical stuff, but yeah, throwing the musical, I'm like, eh. So I'm right there with Jay. Like you, Brad. I watched <laughs> Hamilton just to see what everybody was talking about. Right. What the buzz was about. And I fell in love with it. It was it was absolutely the most unique musical I have ever heard. Now let me make it clear. I can appreciate the talent that. Yeah, so because I didn't By like, the way, people, fall in love with it doesn't mean that I, I don't appreciate the talent. I mean, I appreciated the talent. I mean, it was extraordinary how talented they were and, and the guy who created it. What's his name? Ju- Julian. Juan. Uh, Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, extraordinary, but just not my thing. So my wife has drugged me to numerous <laughs> – theater things <laughs> right. and i can tell you that i probably slept through three quarters of them yeah but this one and i didn't see it in the theater i have to say i saw it on when it came on disney channel or whatever yeah i was smitten it was absolutely one of the most incredibly well done pieces of art i've ever seen so do you know i'm a I, fan do you know what i slept through uh, I slept through La Miz. I, I slept, slept through, through Phantom. I slept, I slept through La Miz. I loved Phantom. Phantom was my favorite. I slept fav- through it. Phantom was my favorite musical until Hamilton. But yeah, La Miz was La Miz. Oh. <laughs> By the way. I was La Miz during La Miz. None of this was on our pre-production meeting. <laughs> 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 this, this was clear ad lib. I heard you. you were, your clinic is really busy next week. If it is. Know. And I want to get to that. But I want to finish up the NBA playoffs and the uh, team doctoring thing. Yes. So before we went on break, uh, Dr. Ballard asked, uh, don't all sports teams recognize the value of medical staffs? I think they do, but some do put a price on it. Yeah. And, you know, I was fortunate. I had a really good relationship with Mark, and, you know, he stuck with me until, uh, until I wanted to step away. 
but he was constantly approached about sponsorship deals. And a story came to mind uh, when, and I want to say it was Orlando. I'm pretty sure it was Orlando. When they came into the league way back whenever, mm-hmm. um, they were a brand-new franchise, and they put the medical up for bids. Mm-hmm. And and there were there was some uproars within the NBA community. Yeah. That whoa 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 wait a second. Yeah. Your medical staff is going to be taking care of the visitors. So when MJ came to town, when uh, Dirk came to town, when Larry Bird came to town, your doctors are responsible for the visiting team. Right. And there has to be some minimum requirements. Right, because at this point, if you're talking about a bid, it's it's just based on who's gonna pay the pay, most. Pay, pay, right, pay the most. It has nothing to do yeah. based on merit or or qualifications or or, or or anything like that. So a committee, a subcommittee, was formed, and I was on it, and so to establish what minimum requirements. And the NFL has extremely stringent minimal requirements to be a team doc. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yes, they do. Some franchises put it up for bid, but you have to be able to check the boxes in order to get the job. Yeah, you uh, have to have board certification for sports medicine, fellowship console, uh, uh, yeah, fellowship training, uh, or the many years of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it it is very the NFL very requires the home team to provide a spine surgeon on yep. the field for neck injuries for yep. for spine injuries and. I guess the NFL has their own independent neurologist now for yeah. head injuries. But. The the thing about the bidding, the the tough part about that is, and again, we were talking about this off the air. If I'm an owner, I'm 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 thinking about trying to have someone on on my whole like organizational team, whether it's medical. I, I want somebody who's a fit. Like I want somebody who who I know and and we've made the decision like we're like we're going with this person, not just okay, we filled the gap of medical with with a bid. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I would want to... That's an outlier now. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I'd want to have a relationship with the person and choose them. We sit down, we interview, we talk. Like, at not just, okay, well, you you paid the bid. Let's go. So historically, you know? historically, it was, and I'm going way back to the 50s and 60s, there was no such thing as sports medicine. So historically, the team doc was... A friend of the owner or yeah. a friend of the general manager or the guy who did knee surgery on Tex Schramm's mother. And it wasn't very prestigious <laughs> to, no. do, to do that, to take care of sports teams. Well, because there wasn't a lot of money. And it, and it was I – mean, I, and I mean that with the utmost respect. The players weren't getting paid a lot of money. Right. They had, they had summer jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was kind of a necessity. So, hey, would you mind taking care of my guys kind right, of thing? Right, right. And then it evolved, and now the NFL is a $9 billion a year right. outfit. and Players are worth millions and millions. And so. to be and on the medical staff and the hospitals in particular, mm-hmm. to be affiliated with the Cowboys, that's a major feather in their cap. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of the old team doc, uh, Cowboys doc before J-Pat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm blanking on his name. War Cowboy Marvin hat. Knight. Marvin Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, are we done with the NFL yet, or with the with the 
team doctoring thing for the playoffs because I, I do want to go back to the Marcus Smart thing. Yeah. So a, a midfoot sprain. A little bit of sports medicine one-on-one. A little sports medicine one-on-one. Um, so there's a bunch of bones in the foot. I'm not sure I remember what all of them are called. <laughs> yeah. But there's a bunch of bones on the foot, and they're all kind of held together with little tiny ligaments, maybe not bigger than a half inch. And if someone falls on, not step on your foot, it can handle that. But if someone falls on the back of your heel and kind of hyperflexes or hyperextends your foot, mm-hmm. some of those ligaments tear. If they're completely torn, mm. then that's surgical. Yeah. If they're sprained, partially torn, but everything is where it's supposed to be, then it's a pain management thing. Tape it up. Tape it up. Tape but it's it up. painful. It that is can painful. be painful. It is extremely painful. For a jumper, oh, dude. I, I, I don't know how he does it. And for somebody to to play like Marcus Smart plays, I mean, he plays defense. He's, you know, I mean, he's physical. Yep. Uh, he's up and down the court. So I'm curious what, what grade sprain it is. It's how long be, it's been lasting him and what they're doing to you know to treat him. I'm going to suggest that it has to be a first degree because I don't know how you can play with a second. Oh, it just, no, yeah. You, 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 can't those, plant. you get those endorphins going during the game. Yeah. And maybe yeah. some but, help with an injection or two. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I would have no problem numbing up the ligament mm-hmm. and taping it up because you protect it. Yeah. I would have no problem with that. In, in fact, so. <laughs> I think I already know what story you're going to talk about. Huh? Pulling out amazing segments from thin air is what Jim Dorton wrote. Pulling out amazing segments from thin air. <laughs> Only true professionals can do that at 7 in the morning. <laughs> well, so here's another story that I'm pulling out out of thin air. The Dallas Burn was in the playoffs. And the visiting team was uh, it was a Dallas home game. And we're in the playoffs, and it's not a, best, it's not a series. It's a, it's a one game. Right. You, you win, you move right, on. Right. Well, so... I got called to the visitor's locker room. Is this the story you're thinking? Or no, 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 no. All right. No. So I got called to the visitor's locker room, and um, their trainer asked me to inject one of their players' foot to numb it up so he could play. I said no. I said, well, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> I mean, dude, you're playing my team. You should have thought of this before you came to Dallas. Right. And, and not to mention the liability. What happened? I said no, and the, their team doctor called me on the phone, and I said, dude, I feel very uncomfortable. I don't know this guy. I, I don't have a relationship with him. Yeah, I yeah. don't know his agent. Yeah. I, I said there was a lot of reasons for me not to do that, and I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's a tough – that's been in a tough position. Well, that is not you, tough. That was as black and white as you could be. Yeah, that's I – mean, you don't know the injury. You don't know the diagnostics that have been done up to that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right- I'm just thinking for them to even ask you. Yeah. That's. Well, their team doc, if he was sophisticated, would say. I get it. He would say, don't even ask the other team doc because right. he's not going to do it what? because I wouldn't do it under the sim- similar circumstance. Yeah. Well, part of the thing was lack of familiarity. I didn't know the doc. I didn't know the player. I didn't know the trainer. Now, have I done that in an NBA setting in a non-playoff situation? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but but I knew Chris Weber and and I knew their doc and yeah. I knew Kobe and I knew their doc. Yeah. So you know, I, mean, I can't tell you how many other NBA players that 
I've seen here at the request of their docs, but there's a familiarity. I knew all these people, and and but this was a situation where I at, would you've done it? No, you but, don't know anybody. You don't know no, the no, guy. No, no, you no, don't no, know. no, no, no. No, but I'm just saying the reason I'm saying it's tough is to for the for the other team trainer to to put to ask you the to even ask you the question. And it was just before the game. Oh yeah, you yeah, should have yeah, called no. me in the morning. No, no. Yeah, and whenever that happens, do you like get on the phone with their team doctors right away and say, "Hey, this is what we're looking at"? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Because yeah. they got to give you some history. You yeah. have no idea what's going you're on. You're not going to walk in there blindly and and shoot somebody up without. I mean, no, no, no. I, I just thought that was bad medicine. I thought you were going to say the big toe story. Oh, no, that <laughs> that was a regular season game. That was a regular season. We'll have to say that. Well, talk about that one another time. That have, story is hilarious. Yeah. So we. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh, but I'm going to bring it up. So one of our, one of our guys. This was with, when I was with the Mavs. He had an ingrown toenail. <laughs> and he wanted to play through it. So he, he asked me to numb it up. I said, sure, I'll numb it up. Well, throughout the game, he he had a pretty decent game, but he also got stepped on four or five times. <laughs> and he didn't feel it because his big toe was numb. And game was over, took the shoe off. and Oh, my God, it was the size of a softball. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, all right, quick little break. Inside Sports Medicine coming back. Uh, by the way, this is your chance to call in, 888-787-1310. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Soriel, Brad Ballard, Scott Blumenthal. Live in the studio on this early Saturday morning. I really like it when it's daylight. Yeah. Driving in with a little bit of daylight. You know, for us to get here when it's daylight, I'm a lot more awake than when we get here and it's pitch black. And I think our listeners enjoy that as well. So uh, we're going to go to the phones in just a second. Scott, let's save what we were talking about to the last segment. Your show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Genovel's calling from Chicago, and I kind of want to see what he has to say. Uh, Genovel, you're on the air. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was just checking on you. You make sure you was okay. I mean, the Mavs, you know, it, it was um, – it was a quite interesting game. I wanted to make sure none of the players were hurt or um, having an Well, so they might need you as the team doc again. Well, <laughs> perhaps. I think they need. I think they need more moral support than. Yeah. So it's it's been a while since we've been on the air because we, we had a best of last week, and so none of us have had a chance to comment on the game seven with Phoenix. Mm. Uh, yes, sir. That was a game unlike any game that I've ever seen in my 30 years of covering and watching professional NBA. This was one team that was red, red hot, and one team that was ice, ice cold. And for that to happen on a game game seven seven at home home was unprecedented. They just laid up. They did. They did. And and that game was over literally in the first five minutes. Uh, 
you know, Dallas came out. They were hot. They took a big haymaker. It landed, and the other team laid down. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And we were discussing this amongst ourselves just purely as fans. Uh, I don't think that Phoenix team will ever be the same. I think they're going to have to break that team up. Mm. You can't come back from that. Mm. You cannot come back from that. That's just my opinion. Now, my opinion on what happened last night, to to lose a 19-point 19 19 lead uh, is mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to put it a little bit in perspective. We, we were on the road. Uh, we were playing a team that has tremendous playoff experience. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my violin out right now. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I, I'm a huge oh, Jason no. Kidd fan. I, I'm a huge Jason Kidd fan as a player, as a Hall of Famer, and as a coach. Um, I, 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 am, I am certain that he's consoling his players and saying, look, we got two games at home. They were supposed to win those two games there. Yeah, and just drop it and let's, let's it, go. Just forget about it and let's move on. Yeah. See, if you've got a young team, my opinion as a doctor who's been in the room, um, they they can put that behind them and and move forward, especially given those parameters that I just outlined. The Phoenix team doing laying down the way they did, I just don't know that they can come back from that. I am con- yeah, they're older team. Yeah, they're older. Yeah, right. Chris Paul is trying to make a run for the ring. and I'm confident yeah. that the Mavs are going to come back. Uh, is, is there a game Sunday, you said? I don't know when the game next yeah, game Yeah, I think is. it's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday. at 8 o'clock. Uh, Mavs are going to win that game. I'm just, I'm telling you. Mavs are going to win that no, game. No, no, I, 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 you know, I've been, I don't think I've ever seen. But it's great, you know, when you come home and you're comfortable and, like they say, you lay in your own bed. But what Golden State did last night, mm. I mean, whew. yeah. I was it, it, thinking about you last night. It was I, impressive. I was eating my Italian beef. I was like, ooh, wee. It was I impressive. Was like, man. It, it was impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, and you, you they gotta, punched you, him in the mouth in the fourth quarter, man. You got to give him props. Yeah. You got to give him props. But, um, but I, no, I don't think yeah. we were talking during the break, and um, I, I don't think this, this um, series is over. I don't. I think it's over. No, I think it's a great series. I just, you know, the. the the knockout punch yesterday was like wow, and I I, I had to call you from Chicago because it's fifty some degrees here and uh, you know rainy. But I was thinking about you yesterday when I was eating that Italian beef. I was like, I know Doc is sitting over there like wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, again, but I, I I I've been around long enough to know. I put it in perspective. It was just one game. It was literally it was just one half. It it, it was one half, and uh, you know let's see what happens on Sunday. Now, if they lose Sunday. I, oh, I yeah. think we got a problem. If they lose Sunday, for sure. I, I, look, I think the Mavs will win Sunday, but yeah, I don't think it goes seven. Yeah, they're I, gonna need a little medical attention at, um, with all three of you guys if they lose Sunday. <laughs> I think they're healthy. I, I'm not worried about that. So, what are you doing in Chicago? <laughs> I'm visiting my family. You know, I'm oh. originally from there, so uh, born and raised, and uh, came down here to visit and uh, make my way back to. Dallas, I have to come uh, visit you, you know, seeing that you start at 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So, uh, But I think the guy who said it best that you got to have Doc Mayer on again, I think that would be great for you guys. But um, He's just been uh, really busy. But, yeah, we got to get him on. We got to put the gang back together again, even if it's just for a week or two. I thought you was going to talk about the guy getting hit with the ball doing the PGA thing. You know, my wife told me about it. I didn't see it. What happened? 
somebody uh, somebody, somebody shanked the ball. The dome, Doc. Oh wow! Three, three people. So I saw Jordan Spieth hit a spectator. I saw. I read about. I forgot who it was. Hit one in the other fairway and knocked one of the other players in the dome. That's what yeah. you're talking about. And then I just read this morning that the ESPN uh, reporter Sage Steele got hit with a ball and was really bloodied. Oh no! At the uh, oh wow! It's, yeah. it's just a wild, the wild PGA. Yep. Maybe we'll bring that up with the golf gods at the top of the hour. All right, you guys be good. Thanks, be good. bud. All right. Um. Yeah, I think Genova's a regular now. Yeah, you think? You think? I- <laughs> <laughs> he's got a good radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He's got a good radio voice. He also has a good perspective. Uh, shifting gears. So we often, on the show for the last 22 years, pull back the curtain on what it's like to be in the, in the medical world. It is unlike any other profession. And when when youngsters come meet with me to try to mentor them about, hey, I want to go into medicine, I want to go into sports medicine, I want to be an athletic trainer, uh, I always try to explain to them that it's not a nine-to-five job. It, it, it is not a nine-to-five job. It is truly 24-7, 365. Um, I clearly remember when we were all residents and, you know, Scott and I both have family members that are going through residency now. The days of the week don't matter. Mm. You're on call every third night or every fourth night, period. Whether that fourth night falls on Christmas or or Easter or what, if you're on call every fourth night, it just doesn't matter. Mm. And the rest of the world got a glimpse of us, not not just the docs, but especially the nurses during COVID. Mm-hmm. It truly was. 24-7, 365, many of those nurses and professionals never left the hospital. Yeah, days run together during training. Days it's- run together. It, it It is. So first thing I tell everybody is it's not like, it's not like shift work. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's not like shift work because – most of us take our work home with us. If you have an interesting case or a tough case or or diagnosis, I think about it all the time. I, I you know, I, I may be having lunch with Brad, and I say, "Hey, what do you think of this? I saw something that yesterday." Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. And I've never been anything other than a doc, so I don't know what other people do, but I I, I see my my kids and. You know, they have five days a week, and on weekends, I don't see them talking about, hey, what do you think we should do with this? Right. right. I, I just I just don't see that. There's also a generational difference now. Perhaps. Perhaps. You're right. You're right. But, but when we I, – I was lamenting to Scott because I had to miss Thursday clinic day, and – what happens is the day before gets busier mm-hmm. and the day after gets busier mm-hmm. because those patients need to be seen. 
Right. There are, you know, you've got post-ops, you know, you've got a person that you did a PRP injection on his Achilles and mm-hmm. you want to know how he's doing. You know, so these people need to be seen. And that's compounded when you have to go to a meeting or a vacation. Right. I I cringe when I think about the first week back after vacation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you, you know, this the, radio. Between, the, you, between the emails and the Oh, you were shaking your head. And the, it's, yeah, it's just. So, and I've said this to Karen and my wife, and she laughs at me. Sometimes it's not worth leaving. <laughs> it's really, that Scott, last That last day of vacation or before you're coming back is oh, kind of dreadful. That first day you're back in clinic and it's double booked because mm. you were gone last week? Yeah. Well, you need to learn how to delegate. I can't. Well, okay, if well somebody, that's a, then that's a you problem. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, you can only delegate so much, though, Scott. Correct, but you can delegate like a follow-up visit of a PRP injection. If you had a PA or something like that. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's ways to delegate. Now, having said that, and we talked about this before, uh, I was out last week, and I do have a story about last week that you'll find somewhat amusing. Um, but, yeah, this week was, was Hellish. full out. Hellish. Was full out. Yeah, and and I didn't mention the surgicals. Yeah, extra surgery. So you miss a couple of clinic, surgery days, and all meetings. When you're back, those surgery days are a little longer. Yeah, yeah. they got all that stuff has to be rescheduled somewhere. You can't delegate so, the surgery. That's what I'm saying. There, no. there's some tasks that are just going to be rescheduled and double booked, and right. You know. But that's but but that's the interesting insight about medicine. And if you're medical, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. If you're medical, I'm preaching to the wrong people. If you're non-medical, yeah, it comes with the territory, I guess. All right, quick little break. Then we're going to come back with the last segment. You got to hear my story. That's quick. Name, image, and likeness. Mm. Uh. (laughs) I think it's ruining sports. Coming right back. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Soriel, live in the studio, playing some ACDC this morning. Just can't go wrong. Not on a Saturday morning playing bring, rock and roll. Bring coffee next week and play quieter music. <laughs> <laughs> it, was this your coffee this morning, Doc, the ACDC? Yeah. Since you... Don't caffeinated have music. Now, right. my, mind you, caffeinated the, infused the, music. The espresso of music. Yeah. So that was the that was the original intent when we started playing ACDC twenty two years ago. Is that it's an early morning show. It's Saturday and people are out running or whatever. Play some loud music to wake them up. You listen to music when you work out, Scott, because you're a morning guy. Yes. What kind of music you listen to on your playlist? Seventies. Uh, you know, classic rock. Rock, though. Like, yeah. something's got a little more energy and yeah, beat to I can't, it. Yeah, I can't listen to, like, ballads and stuff like that. It's got to be, yeah. you know, good stuff from me. So like, I, can't I like listen to The Gambler ten. when you're working out? What's Seven. that? The Gambler? The Gambler. Do you listen it's, to this? You say can't do ballads while you're working out? No. Yeah. Although I, I, I do like, I'm not big in country western, but I do like, was the uh, Charlie Daniels, Devil, The Devil Came Down from Georgia? Yeah. Oh, That's okay, a good yeah. workout song. Um, 
We listen. I mean, we listen to rock and OR. What do you listen to? Again, same thing. Yeah. Classic 70s stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, my circulator is just as adept 70s music as I am, and I'll let him just pick it. So we listen. We usually listen to my uh, my playlist on my phone. I mean, I've got like 1,100 songs, mm-hmm. which is not a lot, I, de- I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Um, I started listening to some old Elton John because I forgot. I mean, it, it's been, you know, the the early, early, early Elton John. Oh, just some, just some incredible stuff. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, and I, I heard it on on the radio. I haven't heard that song in forty years. Mm-hmm. And so I started going back, and I added three or four songs to my playlist because they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh. How'd we get on that? Music. We started talking music. Well, then I asked Scott what he listens to in the morning. It was it was your uh, bridge, your intro music. Intro music. So yeah, know your audience. Know your audience, uh, which is difficult uh, on the radio uh, yeah, because yeah. I have no idea who's listening and who's not. I do know that a lot of healthcare workers are listening. Yeah, through that. Know yeah. your audience. So so last week I was or the week yeah the week before I was gone I was uh, attending an international spine meeting of which I was the president of the organization which I was very honored to do that because it's mostly like academic professors from universities and stuff so I was very honored president international president. spine society international spine society that's terribly impressive Scott. <laughs> so wow I got to pick the presidential guest speaker now we've been listening for a week of talks on very intricate stuff of spine what is timely? COVID. No, it's, it's not. not in our specialty. I'm done with it. Well, no, but but the so <laughs> so I heard it was during, a break during, in the monotony of the spine stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So I heard on one of the uh, cable news stations this regular, repeated guest, a radiologist from New York City, um, who wrote a book uh, called Panic Attack on science or lack of science in our response to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I cold- That's got bad written all over so it. I cold called got controversy I, that has got yeah. bad written all over so it. So I cold called her. She called me back. Uh-huh. We spoke. Um she agreed to be our guest speaker. So had this been in Texas, um it's the news station that's on in our OR lounge all the time. It no. happened to be Fox News. Uh, but I thought she was very fairly benign. E- you know, Le- the equilibrium was there. Fairly benign. She was level-handed. Le- level-handed. So, so I give my talk. I introduce my guest speaker. I thought she did a very fair assessment. Um, but we were in Boston. We had a lot of non-surgeons that had different, and we had Europeans there with some different. Oh, I can, in Texas. I can just see that. And the next morning, I'm just sauntering down for breakfast, and every table's talking about it. And I get some taps on the shoulder, like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> there's a little controversy about this speak." Um, and 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 it may just be because she's a regular on Fox News. How people, long is how long is your term? Oh, I'm done. It was that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was scheduled one year and they it was scheduled impe- to be done. They would have impeached you. I would have been impeached. Yes, <laughs> on his way out. Yeah, yeah. So, any rate, so it it was. So um, this one is on you. It's yeah. on me. I'm still getting texts and emails about it. Wow, as well. that one is so on it's you. Really, but you know, again, 
East Coast, but Boston, a lot of Europeans there. I thought she was terrific. Um, but so you're doubling down. I'm d- I'm doubling down. No. I, I so will double down. There he can was, do that on his way out. I He's guess. Right. So <laughs> I when I could do that, you can do that on your way out. Yeah. And and so they can't take away the title of past president. That's right. <laughs> so flipping that around, you were my guest speaker to the NBA meetings. I remember that. I had so much cool stuff to talk about it, and all they wanted to talk about was Pars Pars defense. Pars defense. Yeah, I know. Right. Which I know. is okay. Because well, anyway. we see all the time. Yeah. Uh, so the medical part of the show is over. Now we're going to talk about this name, image, and likeness thing. Mm-hmm. And so I barely heard the story about Jimbo Fisher and – Nick Saban. Saban. It was great. And 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 I'm not sure that I fully comprehend and I don't know that I can recount it all. But apparently there was some name calling. Mm. Yes. Like he thinks he's God and blah 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 and there was somewhat of a soft apology from Saban. Um hey, uh Jay, do you do you recall this what happened? Yeah. I mean, can you reset it for people? We only got a couple minutes, but it, it's. I think, I think somebody was calling out somebody else because they spent a lot of money. Yes, Saban players. called out A and M specifically when he was talking about recruiting. He said that they bought every single one of their players, <sighs> and then Jimbo now, Fisher had a press conference the next day. Yeah, and then he essentially got very emotional about it, and then he started trashing Nick Saban. He's called him a narcissist and a whole oh, bunch of other things. Wow, it yeah. got personal. It got very personal because you know um, Jimbo was an assistant for Nick Saban when they were at LSU. <laughs> yeah, look, this, well, this name, image, and likeness thing is changing college sports now. This, but you got to put some context. Help me. Nick Saban was speaking in Alabama to a group of his supporters and boosters uh, basically saying you guys got to come up with some more money yeah. for me because so, was, was it a hot mic thing or was he no, like, he, oh. he was just he was trashing nil which which has its flaws obviously a lot but yeah. then he called out obviously a&m but the the talk in front of alabama boosters mm. there there was a method there's a little dig there was there. a reason right. that he brought that up. Now, did he go too far calling out names? And that's what he apologized was singling people out. But he's not walking back his criticism of NIL. All right, quick, quick, very quick, spur of the moment. I'm going to go down to each one of you guys. Nick Saban, likable or unlikable? <sighs> Since I'm not saying likable, maybe that just means by definition I'm saying Scott, he's not likable. Not. Jonathan? Nope. Jay? No. Yeah, and I don't think so either. So the problem is he's extremely proven. Yeah. He's proven. No matter you like him or don't like him, and sounds like all five of us not likable. Mm-hmm. Dude, the guy's the man. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The, the guy, he, he's oh, the respect. goat. 100% respect. He's the goat. Yeah. But this name, image, and likeness thing is... It's wild, wild west right now. It is. I think Jimbo Fisher just took advantage of it, there which is, is hard to. There is more money in Texas than there is in Alabama. I think some of these kids going to start getting paid more than some of the guys who ride the bench in the, in the league. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's shift gears real quick. You want to talk to the golf gods? There we go. There we go. What up, gentlemen? Hey. What up? Okay, quick question. So I'm watching uh, the breaking down of Luca. 
KT tape. Is it worth it, darn, or is it more of a placebo? <laughs> we were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, so... I am sorry to hear that. Way no, to no, tune no. in, Rick. And it was, no, was no, no, no. It was, off the, it was off the air. I think we were off the air when we were talking oh, okay. about it, right? All right. Yeah. We, we don't feel air. as bad now. KT uh, stands for kinesio tape. Yep. And it became really, really popular Olympics uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago with some of the girl beach volleyball beach players. volleyball players michelle we used michelle, it a lot too yeah, mm-hmm. right. golf mm-hmm. michelle we and i've seen it on other golfers as well right mm-hmm. so tiger uses it so it's wrapped in like a mummy a a <laughs> uh, so there are nerve fibers this is really heavy but it's important there are mm. nerve fibers that uh, are called proprioceptive fibers that have send signals to your brain about the status of your knee, ankle, foot, toe, whatever. Okay. And if there is something stimulating those nerve fibers, then somehow there is a positive effect. And Mm. you've heard me talk about the copper sleeve. It's not the copper that works. It's the sleeve that works. So you can have a rubber band around your knee, not very tight, of course, but that improves the proprioception of the knee, and you feel better. Well, I think that's how kinesio tape works. It's, it's like those elbow straps or forearm straps golfers use yeah, for and it, elbow. It doesn't elbow. even have to be tight. It just yeah. if you've got something it's on almost, the joint, it's almost a distractive force kind of thing. Okay, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So does it work? Yeah, it achieves the sensation that hey, my shoulder feels better. But it's not. It doesn't it's, prevent anything, and it doesn't stabilize anything. It's right? Yeah. Because if somebody if somebody's got an underlying yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If somebody's got an underlying rotator cuff tear, it's not like it's fixing it. No. Yeah. But if your shoulder's sore and because you lifted too much the week before, yeah, I think it, kinesio will help. And it, this is this is the thing that I find really strange. They put it in all these different patterns. And colors. Oh, yeah. And co- It doesn't matter. It's marketing. It just doesn't matter. You can put it on whatever pattern you want as long as it's on. Hey, look good, feel good. And it certainly won't, help you. You, certainly won't help you from getting all right, do- next question. by a golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> next question when it comes to... Uh, uh, pain removal. or So I see this com- commercial. I, I like this Advil, or it's either Advil or Leave. I can't remember, but it's a combo. Yeah, has, Advil and aspirin, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Advil and Tylenol, yeah. Tylenol. And now I see they have a roll-on. Yeah. <laughs> Does they that work, or is that a placebo? Yeah. It's, it's, it just can't penetrate. I mean, it's got to be a placebo. It does something, know. but I don't know if it does everything that they're yeah, potentially no. claiming that it So can. anything topical, I kind of get a little chuckle out of it. because Unless it's steroids? Uh, unless, unless your ailment, I'm going to let that one slide for right now. <laughs> <laughs> unless your ailment is five millimeters under the skin, Okay. It really doesn't have a chance to get in. Now, there's some topical stuff. You know the patches that you get for uh, uh, seasickness that you put behind your ears? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. they get some systemic absorption. But you, I have a ton of patients that really are helped with the lidoderm patches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, Scott, Interesting. I'm going to tell you this. I think that that's very similar to the kinesio tape. It's the patch. It's not the lidoderm. It's the no, fact that you, it, it numbs up. So yeah. what are you saying? I can just wrap myself in duct tape and it would be the same thing? Let's go. I've seen it. <laughs> Let's go. I have seen it. Maybe we should do an experiment where yeah. you put duct tape on one knee and put copper sleeve I'm on the other. I'm about to wrap the heck out of my left Achilles tomorrow yeah. before I play basketball. I mean, it's if that's the case, no, like, there's nothing better than duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nothing better. Yeah. Nothing no. better. It's a fix-all. I was, on yeah. a, I was on a flight last night, and uh, 
we were delayed 40 minutes because they couldn't get the luggage door to close, the luggage compartment door mm-hmm. to close. I was texting my family, telling them I'm going to be late. And my daughter says, just put duct tape on it. Yep. Pretty yep. much. Uh, it's cure-all. Yeah, so uh, your chance to talk about PGA Championship, I guess, is there anything to talk about other than Tiger and his ailments, or are we going to talk about uh, Zalatoris? So much stuff. Oh, yeah. We got, a, got a local guy at the top of the leaderboard. We got to talk a little Will Z. Is a number one player in the world uh, local guy, too? Yes, yeah, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he missed the cut, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, wow. He, had, he had doubled his last hole. Yeah, yeah he, he, he shot 40 on the back nine yesterday. That's not uh, He not, screwed a lot of fantasy thing. lineups. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, they do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's well, fantasy, was fantasy golf. golf. <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea. You could do fantasy anything. <laughs> Formula One. You could do volleyball. It doesn't matter. If there's a fantasy. bet, somebody will make it. I promise fantasy you. Wow. Anything. Oh, and th- there is no, there is no better testament than that than during pandemic when we had no sports. Yep. And you would have, you know, Bovada and some of these yep. online gambling sites. You could bet on like High Lie and like, <laughs> like High Australian lie. Rules football and I mean just the most ridiculous sports ever. And pe- people were betting on table tennis, curling. Yeah, I mean they they literally curling. had lines on table tennis because yep. nice. the gambling junkies had to get their fix somehow. And there was no football or baseball or basketball. It'll be there. So. It's always you there. For you. Yep. You want a prediction? What's your prediction, Scott? Number one, I'm rooting, rooting big time for a will, but. Mm-hmm. That fellow, the PGA rookie from Chile, he will not win. What, 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 what does that mean? That's your bold prediction. Is My bold Mito prediction Carrera is, is not going to have a chance. Is he will not be in the final. He will not be in the final group tomorrow. I think uh, Saturday will be a bit much. Yeah, it's a good. That's probably a good call. It's probably going to come down to. I, I think just will come. It'll probably come down to him and JT. I yeah, would that's what I'm thinking. JT and Will. That'd be mm-hmm. a great final group for them. Well, you guys Sunday. have a good show. Thanks, gentlemen. It's always gonna, good talking to you. I'm Talk putting you duct week. tape on as we speak. Do it. Duct tape yep. and stretch. There you and go. stretch. <laughs> KT duct tape. That's what I'm going to start using. In that order. Duct tape and then stretch. A combo. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Have a good weekend. All right. So wrapping up episode 846. Don't forget, you can come see us at Texas Sports Medicine or the Center for Disc Replacement to see Scott. Uh, until next week, you can email us. You can uh, – I can't really text us. But email us. On behalf of all of us here on Inside Sports Medicine and the ticket, until next week. Tell your friends. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Park, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 967 and 1310, the ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus media station. was furnished by Inside Sports Medicine Associates, LLC, and is responsible for its content.